There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, it just me at the top of the episode to one, thank you for downloading this episode, choosing me amongst all the podcasts, that means a lot. And two, just let you know what you're about to listen to. So this is the live uh, volume 17 side A recorded at the European Beer Cafe uh, two weeks ago now. It was such a great, uh, such a great show. You're gonna hear some of the edited uh, songs from it. So the artist who performed here did the whole song. You're gonna hear a shortened version of them, apart from one, which I'm gonna because I just love the song. So it's it's gonna you're gonna hear the whole of that. Uh, it's it's very very good. Um, if you want to hear the whole uh, unedited version, you can become a Patreon subscriber. So you can go to Patreon.com/dykwa. That's Patreon.com/dykwa. Now, for the Patreon subscribers, there is a bit of a delay on Hit Machine, the weekly podcast on Patreon. Over Christmas, there's been a bit of a family emergency, so I'm out of action for a couple of weeks. But don't worry, we'll make it up for you. You'll, you'll get you'll get there. And also, um, everyone's okay. So it's just so you know. So yeah, it's pretty serious, but everyone's everyone's fine. I'm fine, and. It, Kids are fine, other stuff. So uh, all good. Uh, yeah, but you can become a Patreon subscriber and listen to all the pod machines once a week when we get there. And uh, it's really, really good and also helps me keep doing the podcast. Hey, I have some shows on sale too as part of the Comedy Festival. So I have my kids show, Humankind, which is happening on the weekends in the Comedy Festival. If you're a parent and you've got kids aged between five and nine, it's a really great show. I know some people look down on kids shows. I think this show is really, really good. Really proud of it. It's a whole bunch of songs, stories, uh, animations. It's really cool. If you've got kids aged between five and nine, they'll dig it and you'll dig it because it's um, a really fun show to watch as a family and then talk about later. So tickets for that are at joshell.com.au. Also, I'm doing four Don't You Know Who I Am's at the European Beer Cafe. Saturdays at three o'clock. Season passes are only $50. Single tickets are $15. So cheap. Crazy cheap, way cheaper than I've had in many, many years. So go and take advantage of my generosity. I think that's all I need to say. Hey, thanks everyone who's been leaving five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and leaving nice uh, comments. That's always help with the algorithm. Get me up the top of the music charts. I've got to beat Malcolm Gladwell and his broken records. That's all, that's all I care about. Anyway, enjoy this episode recorded live at the European Beer Cafe, Volume 17, Side A. Hello! Welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod. Let's yeah, take the music down, that'd be great. Welcome to the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series this country's ever produced, the 100% Hits compilation series. Now, well, so what we're going to do today, we're going to look at the songs from Side A of Volume 17. Now, it came out in 1995. Where were everyone at in 95? Who wasn't alive in 95? <laughs> Two people. How, how old are you? 98. That's when you were born, 98. I'm so old. This is great. <laughs> You're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn how we were back in the olden days. Uh, when we had to go and buy music. Imagine that, buying something. Anyway, so um, 
We're going to have fun. Now, I have uh, some special guests uh, coming on doing some of the songs, but we have my brain's trust. So can you please put your hands together. Welcome to on stage, Justin Hamilton, everyone. There you go, mate. Thank you very much. That's, I'm really excited to do this because all these songs came out five years before I was born. <laughs> You were born in the boom of the Y2K bug. Yeah, it was. And, it, and to be honest, it fucking aged me. So it was, uh, I didn't cope very well with it at all. Your mum only bought cans. Yeah. And then you're, I lived for the first 18 years of my life yeah. just on canned goods. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So 95, how old were you, Hamo? Uh, I was 22, leading into 23. Some, uh, some of these songs you would have really liked. Oh, like, like legitimately. Like, because uh, sometimes you do the podcast and you go, fuck, I've got to come up with something positive at some yeah. point. <laughs> but some of these I legitimately listen to and still listen to. So that was nice. How many people got through the Terry Siakas episode last time? Well, <laughs> Terry just started saying racist shit. No. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was going to be my first thing. I bet she got stuck into the Greeks again. So. No. We were laughing, saying, I reckon the guy who compiled it was just, had been over to Europe and just got really into some Eurodance and try, tried to bring right. it back. DJ Bobo, it was, right. it was brutal. It was yeah. brutal. I, I bet Siakos was rapt to be hearing all of that yeah. as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great. So what we're going to do, how we're going to do today is we're going to um, bring on some people and mm. they're going to sing some of these songs. Great. And so as you, a bit of, bit of inside baseball here. Thought mm -hmm. we were upstairs, to be honest. Thought we had a bit bigger of a stage. Um... <laughs> Yep. And uh, what I would like is for them to sing there and for us to hover over them going, ah, then looking over their shoulder, what the fuck? Anyway. But our guests are nothing if not resilient. So what I need you to do, there might be a, a few things that might not make the edit. Uh, we might be a bit, a bit of shuffling around. But I need you to make them feel the most love you can. So when I say their names. So can you please start your hands up and please welcome to the stage. It's Jordan Barr, everyone. Great. I thought this song would be easing, but the phrasey, the phrasing in it is difficult. Let's do it. Fuck, we fucked it up. 
It's crazy how this song by a man called Seal, which I think is about knowing a woman when she's young, but then she gets hot and he's a werewolf at night and he's like dangerous. Like he's like, when it's nighttime, I can't see how good you are. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Uncle Seal. <laughs> But I'm glad that uh, we turned that into a real Irish kind of pub. All right, how was that? Hey, oh, the Jordan Bar, everyone. Oh, is Jordan up? We've only got the two mics, Hammer. Oh, okay. I thought Jordan was going to join us. That's no. The, that's actually the best I've ever heard that song. Yeah. I um. <laughs> The, uh, did, did you get the lyrics from Jordan? Can, do you have... Do, do you, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, the lyrics. Please. Now, the we don't normally just discuss the lyrics on the show, but these are exceptional lyrics. Well, the, well... But, well, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's, there's a fascinating thing about the, the lyrics. I don't know if you found this when you were looking it up, but Seal had to come out and say, look, I just don't like to interpret my song, so you, it's just going to have to be up to you. And then you read the lyrics and it's like... Why the fuck is anyone trying to interpret these lyrics? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And he's like, but my eyes get wide and then I can't see you and you're fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like... It's very, yeah. Like, you, like you're, you're mildly paraphrasing, but not much. It's, um... <laughs> there used to be a graying tower alone on the sea and you became the light on the dark side of me. Love remained a drug, that's the high and not the pill. Well, you know what? You are fucking high and on pills. Yeah. Because None I of that makes sense. Cocaine. Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, do you want these or you're good? No, I'm yeah. good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can sign them and we yeah. can auction them off. And, but can you, can you sign them Uncle Seal? Because that made him really <laughs> creepy. <laughs> All right, so Seal. Do you know yeah. his, Seal's real name? Jim. It actually is Seal. Oh, That's right. That's his real okay. name. So his full name is Seal Henry oh. Ol Olasagan Alamida Adiola Samuel. All right. That's Seal. So that's why I go to I think I nailed seal. that, yeah. Yep. Uh, so this, this, we've discussed this on the show. This song was first released. Anyone know where it was first released? Never Ending Story 3. What? It was first released on the Never Ending Story 3 soundtrack. Wow. I didn't know there was a Never Ending Story 3. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was never ending. There yep. should be fucking heaps of them. Then, so it was written in 87, Seal right. did not like it, didn't, didn't care for it. He wrote it as a, as a way to uh, work out his four track and it was right. an acapella because he couldn't play any instruments at the time. Right. So he was just doing all acapella. Yep. Didn't like it and then uh, he was recording uh, with Trevor Horn who oh, produced yep. uh, Yes, he was from The Buggles, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. And they were scrounging for new songs so he kind of yep. played in that. Trevor Horn loved it. Loved it. Seal still didn't like it. Still didn't like it. Said it was too flowery for him. Right, yeah. but the horn came in and fixed it. The horn, everyone, everyone loved the horn. <laughs> Joel Schumacher, director oh, yeah. of the greatest Batman film. Can we say that? Yeah. Batman Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It goes Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, <laughs> whatever the fuck sh Ben Affleck did, <laughs> and then uh, goes all the way down to the bottom. He wanted he wanted a seal song because he loved crazy. Right. He wanted a seal song, a new seal song for the soundtrack, and right. they were like, "Oh, we don't have any. Okay, you, may, you can have this one." He wanted crazy for Batman Forever because Bruce Wayne is crazy. <laughs> anyway, so, so literal. <laughs> so they couldn't find a place for it in the film, though. He right. loved the song, and so it played after the U two song in the credits, 
which mean also because it wasn't a new song. It had been used in The NeverEnding Story. It couldn't be nominated for an Oscar. Ah, uh, the <laughs> travesty. But, it but also, how shit is it to be relegated to the second song during the credits? No, like, Marvel haven't got the idea. Put, yeah. s- put some Easter eggs at the end. Yes. Batman Forever had nothing. It just yeah. had... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was going to be um, in the scene between uh, Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman. Right. Uh, yes. And so this uh, song got to number one in the US and the number one uh, here. It was the third highest selling single in Australia behind Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Oh, yes. Good song. Plus, Entrance's Staying Alive cover. <laughs> what? Was, was, who, who was asking for that? Like... <laughs> All right, so... Here's the thing about Seal. Now, Seal, famously, yes. was married to Heidi Klum. Right. They also, I don't know if you know this, every year renewed their vows and had a party for that. Oh. Seems mildly narcissistic. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's bad enough that you had to go to the wedding once. Like, do I have to go every year? Like, for fuck's sake, I got shit on. This is exactly what I was thinking. If, can you imagine being their friends going, fucking, we've got to go to their uh, wedding anniversary again. This is bullshit. Oh, like, here we go. Look at them. They're all in love. Wah. Okay, so, they're not together anymore, though. Oh, I'm really sad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but, Seal, Seal loves a party. Yep. One party he probably shouldn't have went to, though, was mm. the birthday party of the head of the Chechen Republic. <laughs> yep, no, no. Ra- Ramzan Kadriov. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Don't want to upset uh, Ramzan. No. Uh, who was linked to a litany of horrific human rights abuses. Hilary Swank was also at the party. Great. And anyway, they got, they got called out on it. Right. Hilary Swank donated all her, um, all her money to a charity that she was given w- to go to the party. I'm sorry, like, what, what was she doing there? Like, do, like reciting parts from Million Dollar Baby? <laughs> like, that's a, like, no, here's Seal singing a song and here's Hilary Swank doing no, some of her best roles. The Chechens love Karate Kid, her version oh, of it. Oh, yeah, so, no. yeah uh, That's a good point. Anyway, so Seal got uh, called out for it. Yeah. Seal didn't care. He doubled down. He said, yep. I played music yep. for the Chechen people. Yes. I'm a musician. Yes. And would appreciate it if you leave me out of your politics. Nah, that's fair enough. Good work, Seal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've got another fucking wedding to put on. So, <laughs> I, can't, I need that money. Oh, you got to pay for it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that is Seal's Kiss by Rose. Are, are we a fan of it or not? Yeah, you know, sure. Like... Uh, like, it's, 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 like, I'm a fan of it as in it's now 2022 and when I hear it, it reminds me of good times when just before I was born. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. Leo, we have another song. We're now going to play Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It. Track two. Oh, of, yes. Yeah. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. This Everyone's like, that's it. <laughs> Why did I fucking book comics? Like, yeah, this should have just played the music. Fuck, I wish I was wearing a white suit right now. Yeah. DJs have it so easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite good. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. And I feel alright. The party's here on the west side. So I reach for my 40 and I turn it All right. Next live show, there's going to be a screen and we're going to do karaoke. Yeah. 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 I think it's good. That's actually a really good idea. It is a really good idea. <laughs> Why did I not do it this time? Uh. All right, I think we've heard the song. Let's let's fade that one down. Let's talk about yeah. it. So, another 
number one hit in the US. Yeah, right. This song went to number one this time for seven weeks. Seven weeks. That's a long seven time. Seven weeks, yes. Yep. Seven weeks of people just going, fuck, I need more Montel Jordan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now... <laughs> oh, it's not number one now, mate. Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, shit, shit moved on. Let's, let's give Montel his fucking moment. Like <laughs> but this is, how, this is how Montel got his break in the industry. Okay, so he was working... He was, working, he was making um, uh, tele... No, infomercials. Right. And he had a gig, and he invited everyone at the at the work. Hey, yep. come and see me do this gig. Yeah. You know who else is at that gig? Nah. Janet Jackson. Oh, that's right. pretty cool. If yeah, you're going, that, your work colleagues cool. going, hey, I'm doing this gig, and then they get there, and Janet Jackson's watching. Yeah, but when it happens to me, they just turn up with Lemo. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lemo. I love Lemo. Also. There were people from Def Jam Records there. Oh, yeah. And they loved it. And they were just about to introduce this new label on their label called Def Soul Records. Right. And they wanted some people. So they got Montel Jordan. Now, this song samples Slick Rick's The Children's Story, which is a dark tale about a kid who's drawn into a life of crime and the track ends with the kid shot dead by the police. Right. And we're going to talk about <laughs> Slick Rick in a future episode because Slick Rick also appears on Innie Kamosi's Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Right. Great song. Th- three weeks' time. Montel Jordan, though, has, he holds a record in America. Yeah. Most championships with the Chicago Bulls. You're in, you're in the right ballpark. Oh, really? Thinking basketball. Yeah, right. Montel Jordan is the tallest person ever to have a number one song in America. Oh, shit. I knew I picked up on something. Yeah. Six foot eight. Six foot, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's actually properly tall. That's a, that's a good height, yeah. yeah. So the song's set in South Central LA, where Montel is from, and this is in the aftermath of the Rodney King uh, uh, beating and protests, and, but he wanted to show another part of the place that he grew up, the lighter part. And right. so this is why this song is all a party anthem talking about South Compton and Compton. Uh, but in 2010, uh, he, he left music behind. To do what? To face his real passion? Yes. You're right. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Oh... J-Dog. Fucking the J-Dog has always taken away our best musicians, isn't he? <laughs> Leave some for us. Come on, J-Dog. He is now the pastor of an Atlanta megachurch. Oh, not just a church. A, a fucking mega, mega church. Well, it's great when you're 6'8". The people in the back can see you. It's yes. like fucking, <laughs> yeah. You and I, we can't host a megachurch. Right, no, I'd love to give it a crack, though. Uh, He's authored three books, and yep. his latest one... Uh, All pop-up books. <laughs> with his wife is called... It's a, a book on marriage oh. and how to be, stay happily married. It's called This Is How We Do It. Yeah. <laughs> mate, mate. Fucking yeah, boy. <laughs> you know, what? first thing is we don't have a fucking wedding every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, here's a link to the previous song as well. So... Uh, Kiss by a Rose and This Is How We Do It both have been used in the TV show Yellow Jackets. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. Just, just a fact I found. Yeah. Yep. I know it, so now you know it. Yeah. So you're welcome. That's what we're trying to say. What do we think? Is this? Do you think this one's a hit? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a hit. Yeah. I know this guy over here doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Take off the cynical pants, buddy, and put on a hyper-colour T-shirt and fucking get down. That is a, it's a, good, it's a good song. All right, we have some more musical guests. Right. All right, we'll get you, leave your mic there because yep. there's, there's two of them in this one. So, can you please, ladies and gentlemen, a- and other people in the room, can you please put your hands together? I want to say it's hot department, yes! 
Ah, oh, this feels right. Oh, hi, hi. All right. Hi, everyone. Um, um, this uh, uh, song means a lot to us because it's about um, lying down. Yeah. Uh, Max Sharam is the singer. The singer, uh, yeah. which I just found out from Geraldine, uh, is uh, crazy. She's, she's crazy? She's yeah. <laughs> she's she's eccentric. Yeah, eccentric. But we're here to sing uh, this beautiful song that um, she covered. Yeah, and um, I think, should we just sing in our yeah. usual voices? And it, we'll do it in our usual voices because well, yeah, we're natural, definitely singers. Our natural voice because we're um, definitely singers. Because we're singers. We're singers. Look at this. Because we are singers. Oh. Let, let me get my key. Oh. No. Where? No. Got it. All right. Amazing. Okay. So. You ready, sister? I'm ready. Oh, this is my brother as well. This is my sister. So. I know, right? So sweet. Yeah. When? Yeah. I think. Hey, DJ, play that song. Play that song. Lay down, lay down, lay in head of cow, let your white bird fly, and the southern tunnel cow. We were so close, we used to know there was no room, we were inside each other's wombs, and the other side, and we were I love you. I love Max Sharam. I love Max Sharam so much. But most of all, we love Jesus. Take it back now. Thank you all so much. Give up the hot department, everyone. What do you think? You got a receipt there. <laughs> um, I don't know if you need this, but this is for the Sky Bus. So, <laughs> oh no, you might need this. This came out of your notes. So that was great. That's the first time I understood the song. So <laughs> I finally got it. That's nice, isn't it? So that was "Lay Down, Candles in the Rain" by yeah. Max Sharam. Now yeah. Max Sharam's been on the show before, not her personally, but right. Coma was on the show. We yep. talked about how she was an ex-Red Faces contestant. Yes. Red Faces, yep. far out, back in the day. Which is interesting because she, on Red Faces, she did, a, so that song's a cover by Melanie, right? And on uh, Red Faces, she did another cover of Melanie, my, or a parody, that mm. uh, I've got a brand new key, that I've got a brand new pair of roller skates, you've got a brand new key. Oh yeah, that's she, clever. She, yeah, well she did, she did that on Red Faces. Right. She got fire from Red, that's pretty good. Wow, nice. Then she went on new faces. We've right. discussed this, but I don't think Hammer knows. So many different faces. So many faces. Well, that was hosted by Moonface. Like yes. Berdin. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's all the faces. Well, she sang her song Coma and then got a record deal off the back of it. Oh, right. So, you know, worth going in. Wow. Okay, so we spoke about her last time because she kind of was around the comedy scene in Sydney. Right. Have you ever come across Max Sharam, Treadmill no, Boards? No, So, last time we spoke about it, like, so, we talked about, she travelled to Europe. Now, this is what she, she made a living in Europe busking. Right. And while she was busking in Florence, a guy saw her busk and invited her to audition for a rock opera called Forza Veniti Gente, mm -hmm. or Gente, I don't know. I've only watched uh, five episodes of uh, White Lotus. I haven't, oh, right. uh, yeah. haven't got it for yeah. then. Anyway, she got the part and then toured yep. with the company for two years and won 
the Star of the Year award at the Genoa's Cole Porter Festival. Right. And a document- documentary was made about her called Girl with the Guitar, which, made, which aired on the major TV network in Italy. Right. She was a star in Italy. Right. Couldn't stay there because her visa ran over. Right. And so she had to come back. Yeah. And then she started doing open mic comedy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which was a real indictment on the Australian entertainment scene, isn't it? Oh, you've retrieved all of that stuff over here. Oh, I've never fucking heard yeah. of it, mate. <laughs> Get on red faces. Yeah. Compete with a dog yeah. that's juggling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but she's done two shows in the comedy festival here. Oh, yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, I do remember that vaguely. One, her first show was called Songs and Stories from My Suitcase, which right. is her telling her story. Did anyone yeah. see it? I know, there's <laughs> co- I know there's comedy reviewers. And her second show, which is quite a clever name, called Bush Pygmalion. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'll pay that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were both at the Butterfly Club. Oh, right. The original Butterfly Club or the new Butterfly Club? The original one. Oh, yeah, butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is Lay Down Candles in the Rain. Oh, that was great. It was a great rendition as well. Give it up for Hot Department. <laughs> it was hot and a department. It was great. All right. We have another song. I'm going to play this one. Here we go. So this is Cheryl Crow's Can't Cry Anymore. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. So, guy didn't like Montel Jordan like Cheryl Crow, I bet. Yeah. We'll bring him back. Maybe pull down a bit. This is the weirdest part of the show. Yes. When we're just staring at each other. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, honey. But I suspected you were through. And I can't cry anymore. Not as many people singing. No. Big ups for Montel. Since I left, feeling better. Cause that's what you get when you stay together too long. And I can't cry anymore. I think they're just talking. No, I think it is. They're, they're right. talking in harmony. Yeah, we'll fade that one down. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cheryl Crow, thanks for coming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Cheryl Crow, like, I, I don't know, like, Cheryl Crow is one of those people that I've never listened to an album and I've never gone looking to listen to a song, but when she comes on, I always go, yeah, Cheryl Crow. And then I'm, I'm happy for that solid four minutes. And, but much like you, I probably start talking two minutes into it. But I kind of... <laughs> but I also kind of super respect her as well. It's just, you know... How you just spoke then, I think, is that's how people see me in the comedy industry. It's right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen his show, but he's yeah, yeah. fine for four minutes. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Mate, like, you, you, you're preaching to the choir, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> so this was the third single off Tuesday Night Music Club, which was yep. huge. Yes. That was a huge album. So she was an ex-primary school teacher. Yep. So some, there were some kids out there going, Cheryl Crow was my uh, music teacher. Yeah. She and might not like it because she might have reprimanded them for being naughty and then there she is being a rock god. Well, we talked about her last time. She was Michael Jackson's backing singer. Yes. I didn't really talk about too much about right. that. But there's one story about when she was working with MJ in Germany. Michael Jackson hired out a theme park and they all went on the rides and Cheryl and MJ were on the only two on the pirate ship. Yeah. This is not sounding problematic. Well, <laughs> Well, Cheryl Crow hated the ride. Yeah. And Michael had a oh, he had a wicked sense of humour. Oh he? yeah. Yeah. Notorious. And he said, "Don't stop the ride." Don't yeah. To the and the ride kept on going and yeah. going, and she was feeling queasy and, until she threw up. <laughs> that MJ. Now I don't know much about Michael Jackson. No. no. I'd say that's probably the worst thing he ever did. Yeah. Oh, like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitively. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, MJ. Yeah. Just keep looking at me. Don't look out there. Just keep looking at me, Joshy. 
Uh, there's a line in this song. There's a line in this song where she talks. Um, her brother's on heroin. Oh. So I've, he, I've, he's got his problem. He's on heroin. Right. She only has the one brother. Right. And that's he's Greg Fleet. <laughs> It's good to be back in Melbourne, being able to drop the Melbourne local. It's nice. Nice to be back. Thank you. Is that making the cut? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fleety doesn't know how to download a podcast. <laughs> but her brother's name's Stephen. He was not on heroin. Ah. But he was the one who, he went and saw her do shows and right. said, that song of yours, All I Want to Do, that's a hit. You should put that out. And she wasn't sure about it. And right. the record label weren't sure about it. But... He went with her, his friends, and they were like, "No, that's the song. That's the song we're all talking about." And so that was the reason that got released first. Right. Huge, huge song went near the top of the charts. Right. Hang on a sec. So he wasn't on heroin. He wasn't on heroin. So he, so he pushed a song that was peddling some bullshit about him when he wasn't on heroin. Like that's that's a good problem. Well, he pushed the other song, but then she right. wrote a song and said, "Come on, say say your cousin's on heroin. That's right. fine." Like yeah. <laughs> a, a second cousin. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to justify that. Or just a guy. A yeah. guy. Okay. So she dated Lance Armstrong, okay? Yeah. So they were, so this is So they they were engaged in 2005. Yeah. Announced their separation in 2006. Right. 3 weeks later, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yes. Now, very sad. Yes. But I wonder if there was a part of Lance Armstrong just going, "All that fucking money I raised is now going to my ex." But right. that's <laughs> Right. Through the divorce and through my charity. W- yeah. Weren't married, didn't get married. Oh, right. But okay. She, there's like people are like this is all the time when he was doping. Yeah. And people are like going, did she know? Yeah. And she says, I didn't know, but there are people out there saying no. She was in the room once when he got a blood transfusion. Right. But uh, look, I I still don't think that she would know because you ever have a partner tell you about their day at work? <laughs> Sorry, have I ever had a partner? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, a partner happening? tell you about their talk day to, at work. Talk to them. <laughs> and you're kind of listening, but you. You're not that listening that much. Like, can you imagine Lance Armstrong going home, going, "Oh yeah, we train this, and they're gonna put this in my body." And like, yeah. you're like all right, yeah, I guess that's what you do. Anyway, oh, yeah. I've got my brother on the phone. He's really angry about this song I wrote. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah to her, he like he might have just been banging on. Yeah, yeah, egg yolks. Yeah, I fucking get it, mate. Yeah. I don't care. I get it. So I, look, I still think she's innocent. Yeah, I love it. Also, wouldn't listen to any of her songs, but I love her. With the Lance Armstrong stuff. Yes, I know this has been said before, but I think. <laughs> The fact he, he he cheated at a bike race. Yeah. Is that a big deal? <laughs> Not in my world. No. Like, like, good on him. I wish he took more drugs and was still doing it. Exactly. But if someone... He raised so much money for cancer. Yeah. If someone said to you, hey, you can raise, like, $100 million for cancer, but... Yeah. This game of boggle, you got to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, You'd cheat. Well, I'd just fucking continue cheating. That's yeah. what I'd do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Cheryl Crow can't cry anymore. Uh, all right. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, great. Now, this, this <laughs> I would say, could be in my top five songs of all time. Oh, so, goodness. can you please welcome to the stage goodness. Geraldine Quinn singing Pulps. Common people. 
She came from Greece, she had a thirst for knowledge She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College That's where I caught her eye She told me that her dad was loaded I said, now Kate will have a Roman Coca-Cola She said, fine And then in 30 seconds time She said, I want to live like common people do whatever common people do. Want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. What else could I do? I said, yeah, it's been a really long time. I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. To pretend you got no money. She just laughed and said, ha, 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 you're so funny. I said, yeah. <laughs> Can't see anyone else smiling here. Are you sure? You want to live like common people. You want to see whatever common people see. You want to sleep with common people. You want to sleep with common people like me. She didn't understand. She just smiled and held my hand. Rent a flat above a shop. Cut your hair and get a job. Smoke some bags and play some pool. Pretend you never went to school. It's true, you'll never get it right. Just when you're laying in bed at night, watching roaches climb the wall. If you call your dad, you can stop. solo it's like goes like this kind of Cut your hair and get a job Smoke some bags 
watch your life slide out of you and dance and drink and screw because there's nothing else to do. I'd like to dedicate this song to Joe Hildebrand. Like you want to live with common people 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 like you la 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 Give it up for Geraldine Quinn. Woo! Fuck. Jesus. Geraldine. Wow. Jesus shit. That's how you do it. Mike. <laughs> Far out. Fucking intimidating to be sitting that close to someone that talented. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> Felt like uh, that, that, that should, has to go in your repertoire all the time, Quinny. That is a fucking perfect song for you. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so some of the facts about this song. So I was off their fifth album, Different Class. Yes. They, they've got an interesting kind of career because they kind of like motor along and then it's like boom, yeah. quite a few albums in, right? Yeah, they didn't give up. So they're from Sheffield. Has anyone yep. been to Sheffield? Yep, I've been to Sheffield. I went there especially yeah. to do, like, go and see pop stuff. To meet common people. And got <laughs> horrendously hungover. Yep. Blocked the person's, I was staying with friend's sink because I didn't want to vomit me? in the... I didn't want to vomit in the toilet because I didn't want to put my head in the toilet, so I vomited yeah. in their bathroom sink, blocked it. Yeah. Uh, the pipes over there aren't as good as here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Bad time to learn, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and missed my little pulp Sheffield tour. Anyway, oh, no. That's all right. Hey, this song was first... Is uh, it? <laughs> yeah, it anyone terrible. who's been to been Sheffield, like, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, grim. Uh, so this song was voted both by the BBC and Rolling Stone as the greatest Britpop song of all time. Yeah, right. Take that, Oasis. Yeah. Uh, they would have been furious, too. <laughs> yeah, on their piles of money. Yeah. Uh, it was first performed at the Reading Festival in their set in yep. August 94. A year later, because of different class, it blew up. They headlined Glastonbury. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. The first time they did it, didn't have... <laughs> Someone's shocked. Yep. <laughs> what? What? They headlined? Less than a year later? On their fifth album? I swear menswear did. Anyway, so I... <laughs> um, but they, in the first time they played it, they didn't have the, the verse about uh, a dog uh, lying in a coma or whatever it was. Okay, oh, right. so... This is what Jarvis Cocker said about the song. He said, I met the girl from the song many years before when I was at St. Martin's College. I met her on a sculpture course, but at St. Martin's you had to do a thing called Crossover Fortnight, where you had to do another discipline for a couple of weeks. I was studying film, she might have been doing painting, but we both decided to do sculpture for two weeks. I don't know her name, it would have been around 1988, so it was already ancient history when I wrote about her. Right. I know who it is. Oh. I did some detective work. Now... It hasn't been confirmed, but right. people who are aware, there's this woman in Greece who is the finance minister's, minister's wife. Right. She was at St Martin's College at the time. She's Greek. She right. was doing, uh, she was studying uh, painting and then she did a two-week sculpture course where she met Jarvis Cocker. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Wow. 
The way he tells it, though, is that uh, she didn't want to have sex with him. He wanted to have sex with her. Right. But in the song, he changed it. Yeah. So he looked like a good guy. Well, it's his song. <laughs> right. That's the only time a man's ever done something like that, too. <laughs> um, now, here's, here's something. I, I, I said it's one of my top five favourite songs. I'll put yeah. it in the top five. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does bear a lot of resemblance to another song. Now, I'm going to play you this song. This is from a, oh, a Spanish no. group called Meccano. And this song came out in 1988. So, okay. let's listen to this. Oh. Wait till it starts singing. It's in Spanish. So, unless anyone speaks Spanish, you can tell what it Spanish for the same lyrics. <laughs> what well, do we think, people? You know, no, it's like art is about building on art and uh, just drawing a through line and, you know, it's, uh, it's like, anyway, uh, so what's the next song? Well, no. <laughs> the band Meccano have not... They don't care. Oh, like, okay. They say it's must one of those things that, you know, you come up with melodies, there's only yep. so many chords you can play. Yep. Yeah, it happens. And, and you come up with that exact same stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. No, it happens. We've all done it. Okay, so uh, another rumour is that Jarvis Cocker and Joe Cocker are related. <laughs> is that right? They are not related. But here's one thing. Yeah. Joe Cocker used yeah. to babysit Jarvis Cocker. What? They're family friends. Right, but not related. Not related, but Joe Cocker... Right. ...put Jarvis Cocker's mum's kitchen in for her. Right. <laughs> so they're not Cockers by blood, they're just Cockers by pals. Just, just, just Cocker mates. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go to the next song. So the next song is... We're going to Canada now. This is Jane Ardern with Insensitive. We got this one. This is definitely one where we need to keep looking at each yeah. other. Yeah. Who's going to break first? <laughs> well, you're married, so you yeah. should. <laughs> How do you cool your no one knows the song. No one knows the song. Sounds like we should know it, though. It was number one in Australia. Oh, yeah. But this one we have to get to the chorus. It's a good chorus. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the rules. So we're just going to stare awkwardly at all of you. How do you block the sound? You know anywhere. I really should have known by the time you drove me home by the vagueness in your eyes. You Right, yeah, you got oh, there in the there end. We go. I knew you'd get you there. You found your way. That's good. You got to stay Thank committed. That's I reckon, it. I reckon I haven't heard that song uh, since the like the last time I was like walking like 
through a cafe that could, for some reason, only get AM radio. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then you heard a guy, oh, yeah, no, yeah, there's that song. I'll have a croissant, thanks. Anyway, yeah. I'll go. Right, this was the second single from the album Living Under June. Oh, yeah. Who's June? Do not know. Uh, Arden, <laughs> she's huge in her homeland of Canada. Oh, yeah. This song was, though, was written by a woman named Anne Laurie after a relationship she had with the chef at a restaurant that she worked at. Right. She said it took her less than half an hour to write it and it went on to become, for Jan Arden, a number one single in Canada and Australia and number 12 in the US. Oh, that's a big Huge. hit. Now, I was trying to think of the equivalent of uh, Jan Arden in Australia for pop singers and I think I've got it. I think, I think she's Canada's Vanessa Amorossi. Oh, right. Yeah. Because yep. here's a bit. So... Uh, they're both a bit rough around the edges. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I am too. Uh, yeah. Same. <laughs> Jan, Jan's brother is in jail for life, for murder. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he's been there since 92, so before this. Tell you what, saved a lot of money at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Jan's a recovering alcoholic. Uh, Jan also carried the Olympic torch when they had the Olympic Games in Calgary. Oh. And she was voted by Chart Magazine, big fans of Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew she carried it. She was voted by Chart Magazine as the person in Canada most deserving to have their own talk show. Oh, right. That's a pretty, no, that's wow. pretty good. Yeah. Wow. What yeah. is Chart Magazine? Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Um, I've got every copy at home. But she does have her own show now. Oh, what is it? It's a comedy. It's a sitcom. Oh, right. It's a, it's a little bit like Curb Your Enthusiasm where it's based on her life. Yeah. But like she, so it's called Jan <laughs> with two ends. It's had three seasons. Uh, Michael Bublé has appeared on it as himself. Amazing. Canada, of course he has. Yeah. And in it, there's this ongoing, like, running joke that Sarah McLaughlin is her nemesis. Right. And Sarah McLaughlin has appeared on the show. Right. And they're, like, acting as if they had each other. Oh, okay. She I'm going to be cool. honest, it sounds like it's fun. Yeah, so the, the blurb is, Jan is a former pop star struggling to cope with the turmoil in her personal life, including yeah. the breakup of her relationship with Cynthia, her longtime girlfriend. Her mother's diagnosed with early-stage dementia and trying to re rebuild her career in the hope of finally outshining her arch-rival, Sarah McLaughlin. Ah, yeah. All right. So... So if we turned your life into a sitcom and called oh. it Josh, two H's, yeah. uh, <laughs> just so people don't think it's totally autobiographical, who would be your nemesis? Oh, who would be my nemesis? Yeah. Oh, someone said Adam Hills. Uh, <laughs> as if the show could afford him. And also, I've seen Dine Your Feet. He's not getting another acting job. Um, <laughs> do you know who would be a good one? Sorry. Sammy yes. J. Sammy oh, J yeah, would be Sammy J. Sammy J yeah. would be great to play a yeah. nemesis. Yeah. Because he's so likable. Yeah, and, and that's why you wouldn't fucking yeah. trust him. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, if Vanessa Amorossi had this. Yes. Delta. Oh, yes. Yeah. Delta would make a great nemesis. Who would be yours? Uh, Hammo with two O's. <laughs> Hammo. <laughs> uh, I reckon... Uh, who would be my nemesis? That's really good. I just get along well with everyone. I, um... <laughs> Husey. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, we both come from, you know, uh, rough backgrounds. We've both done it hard, and, uh, and I still remember my roots, and he's Husey. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good podcast. <laughs> this is... I was, I was here on election day and I was uh, really afraid for Melbourne when Dan Andrews got back in that I'd walk out onto the street and there'd just be a Hummer driving past with Beck Judd driving it and Husey in the back with burning rolls of toilet paper throwing at the poor people going, Why are you ruining our lives? <laughs> I was so afraid for Melbourne. I was so afraid. <sighs> oh. 
Well, this is my question. I've got written down here. I don't know why, but we don't need to that. But I, I want to talk about the most insensitive you've been because this song's about being insensitive. Yes. I have a story about when I was insensitive, which okay. I've not told on the on any podcast before. Is this the time to do it? I, I think this is because my okay. wife's not here. Yeah. So, great. <laughs> So this was when I was 25, okay, yes. 25. We'd been together like two years now. Yeah. I'd just finished work and she got a, a text from her mum saying, Uncle Bill has died, which is sad. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's sad. And then I turned the TV on. <laughs> she fucking... I, turns out... <laughs> Beck has two Uncle Bills. Right. One's well alive. The one she's met. This right. one, she'd never met him. Right. It was her mum's uncle. Right. Who's just... So... Who gives a shit? Well... <laughs> Obviously she, you. Well, she didn't, she didn't know that at the time, though. So she right. really went me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm 25 and I don't know this right. person. So... God damn. I had to watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> there was something happening somewhere else that you had to be across yeah. more than this information. But she'll sometimes bring that up. Right. And I'm like... <laughs> when you least expect it, yeah. it's just sort of like... But I can always say, hey, the first time I told you I love you, you went... Thanks. Right. That's, That's worse. worse. That's worse. It's worse. It takes a lot of courage to declare your love. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the, the, the most I've ever been insensitive. Wow. Anyway. I've never been insensitive. I, <laughs> I just care too much. Though, you know, actually, so, um, so uh, in, in uh, lockdown, I had uh, crazy memory dreams that just came out of nowhere. And I had this uh, dream, that one of those ones where you wake up in the morning and go, I've got to act on this. And then you spend the next three weeks going, I do not need to act on this. And it was a memory dream from grade five when Ross Murphy at Croydon Primary School used the term skit. And I corrected him and said sketch. And I had not remembered that from back in 1937. <laughs> and it came to me as this vi vivid memory and I woke up and then I found myself still half asleep on Facebook looking for him because, hey, you probably don't remember me, but it's pretty ironic where I ended up. Anyway, I just needed to apologise. You were actually right. And uh, three weeks of just focusing. Do not look up Ross Murphy. He doesn't give a shit. He's fine. Hey, we have another musical guest. Can you please welcome to say just Gillian Cosgriff, everyone. Yes.
the best thing that you ever had, the best thing that you ever, ever had. It's the best thing that you ever had, the best you ever had is gone away. Don't leave me high, don't leave me dry. Julian Cosgrave. Thank you so much. Amazing. That was so good. Um, not, not, not only does uh, Gillian have a beautiful voice, it's nice to hear someone who can sing Radiohead live and hit those notes because... <laughs> Like, Radiohead is, like, it, it's, there's so many people who see it in karaoke and go, yeah, I reckon yeah. I can hit those notes. And then they get up and you can see the panic about halfway through creep. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I have made a terrible mistake and I've got another three octaves to go up. Also, can I just say, I, I was very impressed with myself. I held that so still the entire Mate. time. Look at that. Fucking, that's why you work out for moments like this. You muscly Thank little you. fuck. Thank you. All right, so High and Dry, from the bands, the, the album that inspired Chris Martin to pick up a guitar. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why'd you have to ruin it? So this was from, uh, Tom York wrote this for his previous band, The Headless Chickens. Right. Which was a New Zealand band called The Headless Chickens, different band. Right. Uh, he then demoed it for Radiohead when they were recording their first album, Pablo Honey, and the band thought it sounded too much like Rod Stewart. Oh, <laughs> right. Wow. Rod Stewart sitting there going, fuck, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, I'm just... Just trying to put out another Christmas album. <laughs> the label heard a demo because yep. there was so much pressure after Pablo Honey and Creep. Oh, like, put another one out, put another one out. And so they were just going through all their demos. Right. It, they loved it. Tom York calls it a very bad song. Oh, what? Cheer up, Tom. Mate. That's like saying I've got all these children, but that one's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're saying, no, that kid's great. Nah, nah, they're fucked. So... No, I, I love Radiohead, but Tom yep. York is one of those people I go, come on, mate, it's not that bad. It's not no, that bad. There's, there's, there's some people that you love their work, and if someone said, hey, you can meet them, you go, that's not ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's love each other from afar. Well, I do like one of his quotes, though. In 94, they pulled out a Reading Festival, mm -hmm. and uh, I was asked why, and Tom very honestly said, physically I'm fucked, and mentally I've had enough. Oh, yeah. Which is what every single AFL player should say at the end of a game. I'm yeah, like just I'm physically <laughs> Mentally, enough. I am fucked. Yeah. Uh, now, they, they've been referred to... In the, uh, this guy over here, are you all right? You all right? All good? Great. He's Excellent. recording his own podcast. Yeah, that's so fine. <laughs> where, where he talks over your podcast. It's great. It's actually... I actually listen to every episode. It's really good. I'm, I'm you should have heard the one with Terry Siakas. Yeah. He, was, he was even angrier than Pisiakas. So, Radiohead. <laughs> Sad, sad robot music is how they've been referred. Yeah. Now, a data scientist in 2017 actually mapped out a definitive list of their saddest songs. Right. Used sentiment analysts to pick up words that are associated with sadness as well as minor chord structures. Right. And High and Dry comes in at number eight overall of their right. saddest songs ever. What, so what was number one? Uh, the Moon is something from the shape, the shape of the Moon. Daydreaming? I no, I don't know. I, I didn't look into it. I've got fucking too much other stuff. Yeah, um, I'm, so, I'm really sorry. You've already done heaps of work. Why am I adding to it? 
So this is the first album that Nigel Godrick worked on, and yes. they ha- they've used him e- every album since. Yeah. Uh, retrospectively, this album, the bands has had perfect reviews: five right. stars, ten out of ten. Can't yeah. Do. But at the time, wasn't wasn't rated like that. Right. And uh, Spin Magazine gave it five out of ten. Really. And the Chicago Tribune gave it one star. Yeah, but what have they done? You, you know, it's you know what it is now though. It's the like you know if you're a Beatles fan and you want to be a real fucking fan and people bang on about what oh yeah I love Sergeant Pepper's that you go mate it's Revolver and then if you're a Radiohead fan you go it's the Benz mate like you hey. do you know what I mean it's it's your flex you know hey, Arcade Fire it's Black hey, Mirror Hammer, mate Hammer, you know? ask me what my favorite Beatles album is what's your favorite Beatles album Revolver yeah okay. fucking <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good? Yeah, it's so good. No, no, no. It's I'm such a good album. Don't get me wrong. I'm only game recognised as game. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love Revolver too. <laughs> I know my flaws. So this is what the Chicago Tribune said about it. This is, Lacking the dubious appeal of creep, there's little on the British group's second record to suggest they'll become more than one-hit wonders. Oh, wow. Well Radiohead's played. overwrought, pompous music makes them sound like alternative rock's answer to the moody blues. Right. <laughs> that they should have called themselves the moodier blues. <laughs> um... Anyway, <laughs> that's a great, great song. All right, we've got another, we've got another song. Now, this, um, unfortunately, Jess McGuire was going to sing this one, but she's um, unfortunately um, in isolation. She, her flatmate's got COVID, so oh. she's not going to, but we're going to play it. Now, this is Jill Sabool's I Kissed a Girl. So here we go. Oh. Have you ever heard this song in your life? Yes, I have. Right. But I reckon maybe not. Not for 25 years? Yeah. Jenny came over and told me about the people Freddy, know this song? such a hairy behemoth, she said, dumb as a box of hammers, but he's such a handsome guy. Dumb as a box of hammers is a fucking great one. And yesterday, how he asked me to marry, and I'm not giving him an answer yet. I think it could do better. So we laughed, compared notes. What's happening now? I don't know. I kissed a girl. Yes. <laughs> I kissed a girl. Yeah. That's a song. Wow. It's a great song. Yeah. Just another song I can't relate to. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a song. I love this song so much. I actually went out and bought the album in 95. Bless your socks. 14-year-old me and yeah. Bernie. Going yeah. out going, yeah. I love, I love lesbian pop. Yeah. Uh, so much so you got the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> bit of old school, bit of old school humour here. We've known each other a long time. They all got it. They, they all got, got it. it. Good audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> here's a. Th- so, I Kissed a Girl. There's another famous song called I Kissed a Girl. You've probably yes. heard of it. Katy Perry. Yeah, so you know when w- the first time I heard it, I thought it was like a pop reimagining. Oh, no. So this is the thing. So yeah. uh, Jill Sable was asked so much about that song and her mum thought she'd get royalties from it. Going, oh, you can't, can't just take the name of someone's song and make it your own. Right. Uh, but this is what she... Uh, so she... This is what she said. This is Jill Sabool saying this, okay? When Katy Perry's song came out, I started getting tons of inquiries about what I thought. Some folks and protective friends were angry and wondered why she took my title and made it into this kind of girls gone wild thing. As a musician, I have always refrained from criticising another artist. I was like, well, good for her. It did bug me a little bit, though. However, when she said she came up with the idea for the title in a dream, in truth, she wrote it with a team of professional writers and was signed by the very same guy that signed me in 1995. Ah. I've not mentioned that in interviews, so I don't want to sound bitter or petty, 
Okay, maybe if I really think about it, there were a few jealous and pissed off moments. So here goes. For the first time in an interview, fuck you, Katy Perry. <laughs> you fucking stupid, maybe not good for the gays, title thieving, haven't heard much else, I'm not quite sure if you're talented, fucking little slut. <laughs> Jilsable rocks. So what do you think she meant by that? I don't know. <laughs> that and Kissed by a Grey. This is so many yeah. questions for this podcast. Like just, change the, like, just change the title a little bit. You know, I, I kissed a woman. I kissed a lady. So I, great. Uh, Bull's still doing music. Yeah. And she's one of the first people who really adapted to uh, crowdfunding. So her right. 2009 album, she had crowdfunded completely. Yeah. And she still works that. In the film for this song, I don't know if anyone remembers, Fabio plays the... the the husband. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense that you kiss a girl, right? Yeah. Which <laughs> Move on from Fabio. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. I like that Fabio has a sense of humour about yes. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a great song. Yeah. I still think it's a good song. Yep. Um, she also was on uh, Hey, Hey, It's Sad Day and they didn't play that song. Right. Hey, hey, come on. Get with it. Um, all right. <laughs> hey, this is our last song. Oh. Last song. I know. It's gone oh. so quick. That's all right. I've uh, got nowhere okay. to go. Let's do another album. Yeah. yeah fuck it. Let's do it. All right, DJ Bobo, let's play. No, um, <laughs> hey, we have a very special guest. This is our final song. This is... Oh, you're going to come up. Don't worry about it. Thanks, Leo. All right, can you please welcome, singing, Chris Isaac's classic Somebody's Crying. It's Oliver Clark, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Thank you. I know somebody and they cried for you. They lie awake at night and dream of you. I bet you don't even know that they do. I know that somebody's crying. Thank you, you're beautiful. I know somebody and they called your name a million times, but you never came. They just keep on loving you just the same. I know that somebody's trying so please return the love you took from me so please let me know but I can't be beat I know when somebody's lying I know when somebody's lying hit it Thank you, everybody. Uh, Oliver Clark, everyone. Wow. That was... That was honestly way too sexually charged for a Sunday afternoon. That was hot. That was fucking hot. I don't even have the parts and I'm ovulating. Okay, yeah. so... <laughs> Jay, Chris, Oliver Clark's very cool. Chris Isaac's very cool as well. Not as cool as Oliver. Not as cool, no, nowhere yeah. near. But in, in high school, Chris Isaac was uh, class president every year. Right. And he was also, his high school's a valedictorian. Oh, right. Then after college, he was studying Japan. He yep. formed the band Silvertone. Right. 
And Silvertone drummer Kenny Dale Johnson is still his drummer today. Oh, yeah, it's right, right. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, when that song first came out, uh, you know, uh, some people may or may not know this, but I started off as a, a part of a musical comedy duo in the 90s. The Bunta Boys? The Bunta Boys. Follow Thank them you. on MySpace. Thank you. Okay. Yep, 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 follow, yep. <laughs> Still big on MySpace. No, we, were, we were gone before MySpace even. Uh, but anyway, we used to do a song parody of this. And, uh, and we, it used to be... A, so this story would not have made sense, but thankfully Netflix just had a special co uh, series come out, so it makes it relevant again. And we used to do a song parody uh, about Jeffrey Dahmer, and the song was, uh, the, was Somebody's Frying. <laughs> And I'm very happy to have that memory. And I've got to be honest, if anyone's judging you, fuck you, it went very well in 1995. <laughs> oh. I think it had the lyric, please return my leg to me, somebody's frying. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Uh, so, 95. Yes. Chris Isaac signs to Warner Brothers solo. Right. Leaves the band Silvertone behind, signs solo, but named his first album Silvertone. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Is that weird? That's yeah. weird, isn't it? Feels like breaking up with a long-time girlfriend and then having a child and naming her after your ex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, that was that, that... Has that happened? Like, that was the kind of... I heard someone in the audience say, yeah, fuck, that happened to me. Fucking <laughs> baby Stephanie, fuck that. She's a nice girl, but it shouldn't be named after me. So this was the lead single off his fifth album, Forever Blue. Yes. And like Jan Arden, was also a big hit in both Australia and Canada. Yes. Also like Jan Arden, he had his own show. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. The Chris Isaac show. Yeah, and he was, like, legitimately funny. Yeah, yeah. he was in a... And he was in Silence of the Lambs as well. Silence of the Lambs, Twin Peaks. Was Fire Twin Walk Peaks? With Me. Yeah, he ah. plays uh, Chester uh, at the... Yes, if you go back and re-watch it. Also a movie that is much better than you probably remember. And if you don't believe me, check out the Big Squid podcast with Ben <laughs> Elwood where we went through all of David Lynch's movies and you can hear me bang on about it. And then if you don't want to listen to us, there's another version where that guy talks over the top of it. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's really good. So, Chris Isaac wrote this after a breakup with his girlfriend. Oh, no. This is what, how, how he wrote the song. He went to a party. Yeah. He didn't want to be at the party. He was yeah. oppressed. Yeah. So, he went into a bedroom. Yeah. In the bedroom, there's a guitar. Hang on, that's someone else's house. Someone else's house. <laughs> All right. He sat in, the, in their cupboard, in their wardrobe. And what? he wrote this song in their walk-in wardrobe. Right. Can you imagine being at that party? Where's Chris? He's upstairs. Yeah. He's fucking singing, somebody's crying. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't go up there. It's like, oh, what's he doing? He's, he's really sad. <laughs> also, it sounds like he was probably doing something else. And they said, what are you doing in there? Oh, just writing a new song. <laughs> so, please. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. Okay. And he was probably still crying as well, right? <laughs> hey, so this is what I want to ask. This is the, I don't need that anymore. That's all the, that's all the facts about Chris Isaac. So, because do you think anyone's ever pined over you the way someone has pined over, or Chris is pining over someone in this song. No. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever pined over me the way someone's pined over Chris. I think they're me. fucking relieved. Like, you know what I mean? I'm now at a point now where I don't want to date women. I just want to get to the bit where we break up and become friends forever. So, it's just easier. Let's get, the, let's get all the traumatic shit out the way and just get to the bit where we're still hanging out 15 years later and, uh, you know, being good pals. So, that is the... I'm going to die alone. <laughs> here weeks anyway, that is so. the end of side a okay so what we're going to do now we go through and we judge now we've got a whole room full of people to judge oh, whether great. or not the song was a hit or not okay. right okay so we start off with seals kiss from a rose clap if you think it's a hit 
Pitt. Nathan Kay. Montel Jordans, this is how we do it. Fuck. Fuck. Through the roof. Max Sharam, lay down cameras in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Max Sharam over there. <laughs> Geraldine Quinn panicking after what she said. Cheryl Crow can't cry anymore. Oh, very polite audience. That's very nice. That's what I like about you. You were just like, yeah, you know, I just, I just, yeah, just, yeah, all right. Okay. It's Cheryl Crow, right? All right, I know. Pulp common people. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. What about Pulp Common People by Queenie? <laughs> I reckon it's an even bigger hit. I've got to look. What was the next song? I can't remember what the next song was. It was um, Insensitive by Jane Ardern. Oh. oh. No, I like that. Man, you were all a little... Yeah, all the way through the verse, you were like, nah, and then you all heard the chorus, and we were like, oh, no, no, we love this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> High and Dry, Radiohead. Yeah. yeah. Melbourne. Mate. Melbourne. Mate. I would have been shocked if it was anything less. <laughs> we then had Jill Sabool's I Kissed a Girl. Yep. Yep. And then finally, Somebody's Crying by Chris Isaac. A lot of hits. Seven out of nine. That's good. That's good. Hey, while you're in a clapping mood, can we get a round of applause for all the actually saw? You saw Jordan Barr, Hot Department, Geraldine Quinn, Gillian Cosgriff, Oliver Clark. Give it up for Justin Hamilton. Stick around for a drink upstairs. We'll be upstairs after this. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Hopefully we'll do another one in the new year. We'll see you soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.